Hello and welcome to another episode of Pino and Perfume. How was everybody's Halloween? Um, I am not drinking anything currently uh, because it is, well, it's noon, it's 12.15, but listen, I put down some mad White Claws um, last night. I'm not hungover or anything. That's the beauty of White Claws. It's what I'm learning, why people love them so much. I'm assuming that's one of the reasons is because you can drink a shitload and you'll get a little tipsy, but you won't get blackout drunk and you'll feel better in the morning. Um, so yeah, we, my husband and I were putting down a bunch of those. We did hand out candy. We didn't get a lot of trick-or-treaters, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to say it's probably due to COVID. Even though it seemed like, according to a Nextdoor post, everybody was kind of celebrating Halloween per use, but usually for like the past couple of years, we've been able to get rid of all of our candy, and this year we did not. So I've got almost a full um, bowl of candy that... I'm simultaneously excited and frustrated with because I know I'm going to eat them. My husband will too, but I know I'm going to eat them. And that's probably not going to be the best for uh, my health right now. I mean, not that I'm sick, but you know, it's just like not good to, to consume copious amounts of candy. But what can you do? I'm not going to let it go to waste, you know? Uh, we didn't get a lot of little kids. Usually in the past, we've gotten a fair amount of of littler kids, some older teen teenagers and stuff. Um, most of them were, were older, like were teenagers, which was fine. Like I'm not one of those people who get super worked up over the fact that teenagers are trick-or-treating. Um, my parents, my dad used to get like that. He'd be like, why are they trick-or-treating? It should be for little kids. Like who gives a shit? You know, it's fun. Halloween's fun for everybody. So, but, you know, but the little kids are more fun to, um, to interact with, you know, you ask them what their costumes are and they'll just start going on. Uh, there was one girl, she looked like she was probably a, a teenager, like maybe like 12. And she was really cool. She looked like she had almost like a flapper type of dress, but she didn't have her mats. She explained to me what she was. I didn't quite, she was kind of soft-spoken, so it was hard to tell her and my hard to understand her. My dogs are barking in the back, but apparently she had a mask and an ax, but she just left those in the car. I guess her mom was driving her from house to house and she was trying to explain to me her, her costume. Also, her mom kept yelling at her from the car and that was very rude because it's like how you her the mom knows how Halloween works. Like you go to the, your, the kids go get candy and yeah, people are going to be like, oh, who are you supposed to be? Blah, blah, blah. And they tell you. So the girl and the girl wasn't like the girl was like I was having an hour long conversation with this girl. I just she just took a couple extra minutes to explain to me what her costume was supposed to be. I still don't know what the fuck it was uh, because the mom yelling at her from the car and my dogs yelling at me from my house. But she was very nice um, and she seen and I told her I liked her costume and she seemed very very proud. So I was glad to have made her day. A lot of the ones we had, a lot of the, the costumes we had, though, just seemed like people were just wearing masks and regular clothes. Again, I'm not going to judge because I need to get rid of that fucking candy. But a shame not not more littler kids um, came by. This was my husband's first Halloween home, not being at work. And he had some fun. Um, he likes to, he's such a smart ass. And he, that comes out when he's interacting with these kids. Um, there was a group of teenagers that he was 
let you know let people just kind of grab their couple pieces of candy each. And so we told one guy, he's like, yeah, man, go nuts. And then the kid, like, I guess the guy took like a big, not even a big handful, but just like a handful. And then Tony's like, whoa, not that nuts. And the kid like startled. And he, uh, he seemed very sheepish and embarrassed, which was funny. And then there was another time where uh, my husband was like, oh man, said to one of the kids, oh man, what kind of what kind of loot you bringing in? He like opened the kid's bag to see and the kid like pulled it back. You know, just t- just talking shit. So that was fun. Uh, we watched a lot of, well, two long movies. We watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was streaming this year on Hulu. Not the shitty Fox remake. Sorry, Laverne Cox. She was probably the only good thing about that remake. Um, but the iconic original with Tim Curry. And then we finished up the Nightmare on Elm Street series with New Nightmare, which was, I think it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek supposed to be simultaneously good, but also kind of funny in parts. Um, And then we started Event Horizon, but we were both kind of tired and, oh, excuse me, yawns. And then we went to bed. So that was Halloween. Um, Yeah, not too bad. Um... Kind of uneventful. I mean, I feel like this COVID this year has just taken the fun out of everything. The people across from us had, I, they were having like a goddamn like party on the lawn. Like they had inflatables, they had dry ice or like a fog machine, probably more likely. They were dressed up. They had the, the jams bumping. Apparently somebody in our neighborhood um, has like a, a cool haunted house that they do every year. And I think it depends on where you live in my neighborhood. Some streets get more traffic than others. And I would have thought that art, cause I live on like the main thoroughfare in my neighborhood that just by default, I would get, you know, we would get more people just cause that, you know, kind of have to go past down our street to get to the other better streets in our neighborhood. But no, all in all it was, it was a little bit quiet. Um, Kind of uneventful. Started started off kind of rocky though. I um ran eight miles with uh well ran walked eight miles with a friend, and I ha- I shat myself halfway through. Well, that's that's for dramatic effect. Um, I had we were doing a trail, and so I had to pop off in the bushes for a little bit. Um. Didn't go well. I, what sucks is that I was like maybe a mile from a trailhead with open bathrooms. When we originally passed them, they were closed. They opened at eight and I was like, I can, I can hang on to it. And I could for the most part. And then a mile out, uh, my body said otherwise. My body said, no bitch, it's go time. So I had to find a thicket of bushes. I was hoping there was no poison oak or poison ivy. Um, I really don't know how to tell those two plants apart. So part of me was just like, this is already bad. It could get worse, but at the same time, better than shit in my pants. Um, so needless to say, my friend and I were supposed to do coffee afterwards and donuts. We still did coffee. I placed an order on the app and had her go pick it up for me. And then the donut shop I went to had a drive-through. So I did not um, go into any food places in my biohazard gym gear. Um, I am very surprised at the thicket I utilized. Did not have poison oak or poison ivy. 
and I'm surprised it didn't, it was kind of thorny. I'm surprised I really didn't get anything stuck in my ass or any other parts. Very, very grateful for that. It could have gone a lot worse. I tried to be as camouflaged as possible. Um, but here's the thing. I was wearing a bright red tank top and comic book, like the loudest, brightest leggings. And they had like, they were like little pop art comic book panels on. And so in my head, I'm just like, yeah. And I don't think anybody, I think maybe some cyclists probably saw me. Um, I did not look into their eyes. Looking back, I probably should have. I think it would have been a chief power move if I was just doing my thing, caught their eyes and didn't look away. Like how much self-confidence would you have to, to have in order to do that while you're in a compromising position doing God knows what you can't mention? I kind of regret not doing that, but I just wanted to, to get everything over with as soon as possible. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I was like a beacon of light uh, with my loud ass gym attire, or maybe I was um, pretty camouflaged. I don't know. All I know is Halloween started off kind of rocky, but I did end up getting donuts and they were good. So with that being said, let's get into fragrance of the week. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention in when I was telling my um, shitting on the trail story is I finished out those eight miles. So you cannot, you can call me a lot of things. A quitter is not one of them. Just wanted to put that out there. Now, on to, I keep calling it fragrance of the week. It's really scent of the week is what this segment is, but whatever. On to scent of the week. Um, I thought it was time that we do another Shalimar Souffle flanker. And this week uh, we are talking about Shalimar Souffle d'Orangie. Now, this one I got earlier towards the tail end of the summer. Just now kind of gave it a good wear test this week. It's okay, but I got to say it's not my favorite of the flankers that I have tried. So this one was launched in 2019. The perfumer behind this is, of course, Terry Wasser. And this was... Um, this is a scent that was designed to honor the orange blossom. It um, is considered oriental floral, and you've got the top notes of bergamot, mandarin, petit grain. Um, your heart notes are calibrian neroli, sandback, jasmine sandback, and then your base notes are sandalwood, vanilla, and orange blossom absolute. Um, like I said, this is very orange blossom forward. According to Fragrantica, um, the manor chords are citrus, citrus and white floral, but there's also green, aromatic, fresh, spicy, and vanilla. What I don't, I mean, this is a great scent. I like it, but I'm not in love with it. And the reason I'm not in love with it is because the orange, I guess it, it's, it's got to be the orange. It just is a little sharp. Not bad, and it eventually goes away, but I've worn it quite a few times this week, and it my opinion of it has stayed the same. I'm just kind of uh, about it. I, I It hasn't really grown on me. I don't love it. Um, I really don't like the sharpness. It just pulls kind of sharp on my skin at first. It eventually does go away. But what's but after it goes away is a more citrusy version, like an or I wish I had citrusy, and more orangey version of the original. And I just like the original better. Like I just, 
this is kind of reinforcing the reason why I don't do flankers. This is actually the first series that I tried to get all the flankers of because I really love the original that much and I wanted it in all its forms. But this one's just not doing it for me. And it's a shame because the bottle is gorgeous. It's um, decorated with oranges and orange blossoms. Um, very pretty. It's, uh, it comes in a 50 mil or 1.6 fluid ounces for my friends, uh, um, fellow Americans who use a metric system, not metric system, Jesus, um, who don't use a metric system. And it's just kind of like, it's citrusy. It's, it's, I guess, could be considered a little bit lighter than the original. Like I did a spritz of the original on another part of my, my arm just to get a feel for it. And I just like it better. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit smoother. To me, the, again, it's just that sharp note from the orange just doesn't do it for me. So I was kind of bummed out because I was super excited to get this. I think I got it off of Amazon. It is legitimate. I checked the batch codes. But it's just not, it's just not for me. So in terms of projection and longevity, um, I, uh, you can get, it'll get about like five to six hours projection, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It's about on par with all of the other, with the exception, maybe Shalomar Souffle Entense. It's a probably about on par with like the Souffle EDP. It's about average. It's not a beast mode, but it's not weak either. Um, you would need to reapply if you wanted to wear it, like if you're at work all day and then wanted to wear it out. Um, in terms of when to wear it, if you go by seasonal, this is probably more of a spring summery scent, but I would, for me personally, the again, the original Souffle EDP is a better, I like that better as a spring scent. I don't think I need one that I'm just kind of like, eh, about, which is, it's really disappointing. I just don't, at, it kind of goes to show this is going to be a short review too, because this doesn't evoke a strong emotion in me one way or the other. I don't hate it. I also don't love it. It's just kind of like middle of the road. And I think because of that, as gorgeous as this bottle is and the corresponding box, I think I will be selling this on my Mercari page. I do have a Mercari page. I've sold two cents so far. I haven't gotten the chance to post them on my Instagram because they sell very quickly, not to toot my own horn, but the the two cents that I've sold, sold almost, uh, that I've posted have sold almost immediately. So one, the most recent one I sold was the Shagaf Oud. And I had actually just posted, just listed on Mercari, just posted the, um, did a post on Instagram linking to everything, put it in my, put it in the link in bio, my link tree. And as soon as I hit publish on Instagram, somebody snapped it up. So I had to immediately do a dirty delete, but I think I will be selling this on Mercari. Um, if I, there's enough time after I get it posted, I will uh, put an update in on Instagram telling you where, where you can find it at. Um, it, it, I'm assuming this might, I'm guessing this will probably sell pretty quickly because again, not to toot my own horn, but most of the juice is still there. I just wore it. I did a test spray when I first got it at the end of summer and then I only wore it this week, gave it a good wear test. So it's basically a full bottle like new. I still have the box. Um, so I think I will be selling this on Mercari 
and hopefully somebody who really, really loves it will give it a good home. So that's pretty much my thoughts on Shalimar Souffle d'Orangie. Um, it's a nice scent. It's not bad, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't get me. You know, it just doesn't, I, I just have neutral feelings about it. So I don't want to, I'm not the type to just collect scents just to have them in my collection. I do think perfume should be used. I think it should be enjoyed no matter how rare it is because it does, it can, it can and often does at times go bad. So hopefully somebody who can get some use out of this um, and can give it a good home will be able to do so. So that's Shalimar Soufflet Oil. Let me just tell you where you can find it at because it's, for the most part, it is discontinued. But I mean, I was still able to, to get it. You can still get it at certain spots. So um, they do have it on Amazon. Let me see. Um, Amazon.com. What are they showing it as going for? Um, $69.99 on Amazon.com. They have, it's sold on fragrance11.com. I've never shopped on fragrance11, so I can't um, vouch for it, but that's $78.50. Another site called Costsmetic, again, I've never used this, is going for $52.59. Let me just click on Google Shopping and see where this is at. Um, there's one on, obviously, eBay, $59.99. Um, $67.79 on eBay. Yeah, they're here and there, but it's pretty hard to find. I don't see it on like fragrance. It's not on Fragrance X. I don't think it's on Fragrance Net. You know, not none of my usual haunts. So I it's it makes sense. It's limited edition, so there's not very many um bottles available to purchase. There's one bonanza. I've never went to that website, but um it was one $45 used. Let me just look on Mercari and see if there's anything on Mercari. If anybody's selling this on Mercari right now, because that seems to be the go-to for um, people buying fragrances. So let me type in this. Yeah, I don't see it on Mercari currently. So it's... It, you know, it's hard, it's getting harder and harder to find. So, but hopefully somebody will be able to snatch this up uh, when I post it. But, and again, I will definitely post a, a link when I have got it listed and um, like give you guys the opportunity to purchase it if you want to. Um, and hopefully it'll go to a good home and um, somebody will enjoy it more than I will be able to. All right, so moving on to fragrance in the news, some interesting um, ones this week. So first up, we have, it's from VanityFair.com, and it's Frederick Mal pairing his perfumes with film, with films. Um, just something fun, something light. One thing I did not know before reading this article is that apparently his 
um, his grandfather was the founder of Christian Dior perfumes. So that side, so perfume runs in his blood, um, even though now he has his own line. But I thought that was very interesting. So with everything, links will be in the show notes so you can read the whole article. So we're just going to skip to what he's pairing up. And also this is all, I guess he's, this is to promote his new book that's coming out. Um, what is his book coming out called? Editions de Parfums, Frederick Mal, The First 20 Years. So that's coming out. So that's what this whole article is. Kind of, it's just like a fun article to promote his book. So these are the, are the his perfumes and characters and films that he is pairing up with. So the first one, he's pairing the perfume Vigorade Concentré with Hugh Grant and Notting Hill. And he says it's young, smart, and candid with a ton of sex appeal. The elegant, modern, but discreet Vigorade seems perfect. I have not seen Notting Hill. I'm probably one of the few people left on this planet that has not seen Notting Hill. But I'm going to take his word for it that that is a suitable perfume for Hugh Grant's character. Second one, he pairs Lo de Hivar. Don't know how that is. Um, he said he pairs that with Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation. And he says that's innocent, warm, reassuring, all about intimacy and super charming. And his perfumes are not cheap, by the way, which obviously if you're listening to this, you may be a fraghead and you already know this. But just in case... This perfume that Lo de Hibar that he paired with Scarlett Johnson, that is $260. Oh, wait, and these are not Frederick. Oh, I don't know. Are these Frederick Miles perfumes? I think they are supposed to be. I'm also kind of an idiot. So, yeah, no, these are his perfumes. Okay, good. Also, some of these films, I mean, obviously, I've heard of Hugh Grant. I've heard of Lost in Translation. They, there are some that are included that are kind of noir, like from the 60s, and I have not heard of those, so just chalk that up to my lack of culture. Um, I'm way too cultured for these movies and this perfume, to be quite honest with you. So next up, uh, he pairs Carnal Flower with Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. He calls it blonde, sophisticated, Californian, and profoundly sexually attractive. Again, I have never seen Basic Instinct. I know I need to do, I need to just have a moment, like have, take a weekend and watch all these goddamn movies that are like iconic that I've never seen. Uh, this is where we get into like the 60s, noir, older movies type of thing. So um, he pairs the perfume French Lover for Richard Bur with Richard Burton in The Night of the Iguana. He says it's got uncompromising virility. The essence of a man, deep, dark, and animalic. Next up, he pairs Portrait of a Lady, probably his most famous perfume, with Silvana Mangiano in Conversation Piece. I've never, heard, I've never heard of The Night of the Iguana. I've never heard of Conversation Piece. Again, this is where my lack of culture uh, comes into play. He calls it uber sophistication, amazingly feminine, the timeless aristocratic elegance of a femme du monde. And that's 390. After that, we've got Musk Ravageur with The Last Tango in Paris. I have heard of that film, 
Never seen it, but it's on my list. Uncompromising sex and Parisian sophistication. Parisian nights at their wildest. And what's interesting is this article also lists where you can watch all these. And so you can watch Last Tango in Paris on Amazon, which I'm going to look right now to see if that is included with Prime. Because if so, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Because it looks, I remember when I worked at, I'm dating myself, when I worked at Movie Gallery, I saw the cover of this movie and it's got Marlon Brando in it. And it seems like it's about two people who just have wild sex in Paris. I don't know. Um, but I was, I've been very intrigued by this ever since. This is before Marlon Brando gained all that weight and just went completely insane. So this is when he's like a prime piece, if you know what I mean. And, um, I definitely want to see it. Let's see. Oh, you can rent or buy. God damn it. Okay. Well, went off. Kind of went off the rails there. All right. After that, we have Vetiver Extraordinaire paired with Peter Peter Old. Why can't I say this? Peter O'Toole in What's New Pussycat. And he says the irresistible charm and sense of humor of a man who ignores his powers. I have heard of What's New Pussycat. So really, I've only not heard of like maybe two on this list. So maybe I'm a little bit more cultured than what I give myself credit for. But either way, um, I'm sure these some of these movies would probably go over my head. And uh, these perfumes are, price tags are too big for my wallet. So I'm just over here, you know, getting decants, going to get decants like a fucking poor person. All right. So that's from Vanity Fair. Next up, more of an interesting celebrity launch that I don't think anybody saw coming. Uh, Anthony Hopkins has launched a perfume and candle collection. Let's just take a moment for that to sink in. That is, um, yeah, um, nobody expected that. But the good news, it's something nice. Like I think each person, each purchase is going to buy 50 meals. It's in partnership with No Kid Hungry. Yeah, no kid hungry. So each purchase buys 50 meals, which I like. So it's it's for good, for good cause. So uh, Town and Country Mag has a whole article on, on like, you know, the inspiration behind it and just like his personal stuff. It's fluff celebrity piece, blah, blah, blah. His granddad had a gardenia, um, had a gardenia bush and he remembers smelling that in tuberose in his grandpa's garden growing up in Wales. Side note, just found out Anthony Hopkins was Welsh. Didn't know that. Thought he was British this whole time. Um, so anyway, it's a link, obviously, but um, the article is kind of blah. But I wanted to go over the collection itself. So it's on anthonyhopkins.com. He only has one perfume in the collection. And like candle and diffuser collection in three fragrances, uh, sandalwood, gardenia tuberose, and amber noir. So the perf eau de parfum, um, it says, the description is, it's all an illusion, a dream. A.H. eau de parfum is a timeless, elegant fragrance for men and women. This mystical alchemy of sublime bergamot and the ethereal note of orange blossom are illuminated by hypnotic musk to create scent magic. Awaken your soul and unleash what's hidden inside your heart. Dare to express your true essence. It only comes in a 100 mil bottle or 3.4 ounce if you don't use metric system. And it's 75 bucks. So 
not cheap, but pretty comparable, especially for 100 mil. Uh, the packaging looks really slick. It looks, it reminds me of Tom Ford, um, the private collection, not so much in how the bottles are shaped because it's just like a regular rectangular bottle, but just it's like black with like the little gold placard on it. And it definitely reminds, it just gives me Tom Ford vibes. So very sleek uh, packaging. There's no reviews on it net, net, um, reviews on it next. I don't see any reviews on it, but let's go over the scent notes. There are a lot. So top notes, you've got bergamot, orange, pink pepper, and ginger. Mid notes, you have rose, orange flower, and jasmine. And for the base, you've got musk, patchouli, and honey. So that's got a lot going on. Um, I'd be interested to see how it smells. I am currently on a no buy right now, so I will not be able to purchase it. But um, if and you have had experience with this, if you have purchased this, um, definitely let me know because I want to know how it smells. If it smells, if it smells kind of like most celebrity scents, kind of low quality, or if it actually smells really, really nice. So the home fragrance candle and diffuser collection. Let's go to there next. Oh, we'll do sandalwood first. Um, so you've got your candle, which is 45 bucks, kind of expensive for a candle, but okay. And then you have your diffuser, your sandalwood diffuser, and it's a reed diffuser. So that's $50. And I'm assuming, yeah, it's the same, same price point across everything. They've also got Amber Noir and Gardenia Tuberose. So... If you're interested, if you love Anthony Hopkins and you want to know what the shit smells like, and you also want to help buy uh, meals for needy Americans, then definitely go to anthonyhopkins.com. I'm giving him a free plug right now. And uh, go explore the collection. I'm, cur I'm, I'm curious to see what, um, once more people start buying this, what everybody's review of the perfume and the, the candles are, if they're pretty high quality or not. So last but not least, you've got another um, celebrity launch. And I actually saw this. I started following the fragrance hashtag on Instagram. So I saw this first in my Insta feed. And Jody Watley has come up with a line of home fragrances and candles. Now, um, the, there's an article on blackenterprise.com. But, and again, it's kind of the same fluff as the Anthony Hopkins article, like, why did you start this line? What does fragrance mean to you? Blah, blah, blah. She said she's always loved candles and fragrances. And like when she goes on tour and in her tow room and on her tour bus or whatever, she's always lighting candles. Maybe not on her tour bus, but you know, you get the drift. So again, we're going to go to jodywatleyshop.com because that's where all this stuff is at. So she's got, I think it's just kind of the same scent across everything. It's Sanctuary Luxury Soy Candle. It comes in 25, 25 bucks. This is a four ounce, but I think it also comes in a larger size too, which is like 40 something, 40 bucks. So the you got it, you've got the smaller luxury soy candle in a tin, and you've got the larger one in a glass. And then you have the home fragrance spray. So the notes that it's that it has. It's got um, green tea, lemon zest with an undernote of vanilla. 
So it's kind of meant to, I guess, simulate kind of like smell like a spa almost. So very relaxing, very calming, not overpowering. So what, what does the home fragrance go for? $45. Um, and that's pretty much it. She's just got two sizes of candles and then the fragrance and that's it. So I don't know if she is going to expand and have other scents or if she's just going to go with this. But um, if you want to see what Jodi Watley's, some, the smell that she is digging at the moment, or maybe you want to see what her home smells like, then go and purchase these fragrances. So kind of interesting this week, a few celebrity launches, um, an interesting perfume and book pairing, kind of uh, a weird variety, but that kind of wrap, but kind of, I need to stop saying kind of, that does wrap up this week's fragrance in the news. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode of Pinot and Perfume. I feel like I've got low energy. I don't know what it is. So if you've stuck with me through this whole episode, thank you. It can't all be hits, guys. Um, if you want to connect with me online, you can do so. I'm on Instagram at Pinot and Perfume. You, God, I'm brain dead. Um, if you want to give me a like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star review. I would appreciate it if the spirit moves you. Um, share this with people, other people who love perfumes, other people who may not be as into perfumes, but who don't mind listening to me ramble, who think that I'm funny. Um, not very many people do, FYI. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys had a great Halloween. If you're nursing hangovers, then Godspeed. I hope that whatever you are doing, you are having fun you are being safe. Most importantly, you are smelling good. Oh, and election day is right around the corner. Tuesday, go vote. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.